In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Uh, Chad Allen here in the middle of the dumpster fire that is 2020 uh, and the election. The good news is, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network, as always, um, to give you that uh, that palate cleanser, that little bit of you know fun in your life that's not dealing with the elections or COVID or any of the other absolute uh, obnoxious bullshit that's going on right now. Um, extra good news on this one, everybody. It's not just me rambling for you today. Uh, I do have guests, and yes, I can say guests, plural. Uh, we have with us on this week, Razor Wing and Mach 10, we have the air show. Gentlemen, welcome to the IndyCat. Greetings. It's good to be here. Thanks that's for having us. Definitely. Well, gentlemen, uh, we're going to start every uh, every episode like we do uh, constantly is with the lightning round. I will be honest. Uh, normally, uh, we ask a bunch of uh, dumb podcast questions that you get asked on every show you go on um, so that we can get them out of the way. And then usually by about question three, we fall off the rail. Um, in this instance, uh, I'm going to start to kind of skip question one because normally question one is who trained you and when did you debut? But we know you both tra- trained at the Chikara Wrestle Factory. Um, so what year, what, what year did you both officially debut? And I will ask that question. Yeah. Mach 10, you go first. Yeah. Uh, I started training in August of 2016. Uh, and then I debuted officially May of 2018. Okay. I started training January 7th of 2016 and I debuted October 2nd, 2016. Very nice. And now, uh, for and let's see, Mach 10, you started Razor Wing. If you could go now, what is your earliest wrestling memory? This this changes all the time um, because A, my memory is not too good, and B, I get hit in the head a lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, right now, at least, my earliest wrestling memory is um, watching Saturday morning WWF a long, long time ago. And I think it was an episode that had to have featured the macho man, uh, Randy Savage. Um, that, that seems to stick out in my mind. It was, it was right around the time when the mega powers were doing their thing. Um, yeah, it was in, in my mind, it's like black and white. It's fuzzy. It's, it's, you know, it's really, (laughs) <laughs> it's it's sepia is is what it is <laughs> i like i like how you go sepia tone for your memory on this one That's... oh no doubt uh Bakhtad, what is your earliest wrestling memory uh for me i was actually i remember it pretty well i was at my uh godparents place and they had a uh, wrestlemania 10 in the vcr i just like turned on the vcr just you know messing around with stuff and i saw sean versus razor Shawn Michaels, uh, the ladder match. And from there, I mean, just all the, like, iconic moments, Shawn doing the uh, splash off the ladder. I was hooked from there pretty much. That had to be, I guess, this is VHS. So I want to say 99, probably. Now, uh, Mock, we'll have you start with this one here. What is your uh, What is your favorite pro wrestling video game? Ah. Uh, Man, I'm not a big video game guy. Uh, let's see. What was that SmackDown <laughs> game with Brock Lesnar on the cover? Is that uh, Bring the Pain? Here, here comes the pain. Here, here comes, comes the pain. pain, yeah, yeah. I'll so, go with Here Comes the Pain. Now, Razor Wing, you are more of a uh, more of a video game guy, so I'm, I'm interested in your answer. What is your favorite pro wrestling video game? Oh, that's easy. No Mercy on N64. That seems to be the go-to answer for that question, I think, a lot oh, yeah. of times. That's that's the only reason I still actually own an N64 somewhere in my house is for no mercy. Um, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Razor Wing, wh- uh, who is your first pop culture crush? Ooh. I'm going to have to say Lydia Dietz and Beetlejuice. Good call. Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, Mach 10. Uh, you know, actually, I, I don't think I had a crush on her, but I really liked the uh, Reba. <laughs> the TV show, Reba McIntyre. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah I, was, I was a big fan of it. I guess that's my earliest memory of somebody I was a fan of. I didn't really have a crush on her, but I had an odd, like, I was into that show for some reason, like some odd reason. I don't know why. Out of the field with Reba McIntyre. All right. There's nothing. I I like to I dig it. I dig it. There's nothing wrong with having a crush on Reba McIntyre. I have a crush on Reba McIntyre, and I don't even listen to country music. I did Uh, not say (laughs) I had a crush (laughs) on Reba McIntyre. I'm just saying the show was quality. It was a quality show. (laughs) I think that's going to be a new meme. I think it's still a new meme, Mark. What was the last film that made you cry? Uh, I'm not really a crier. I don't really. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I really have any. Like maybe when I was a kid, but that's okay. That was kind of a long time ago. So once I got older, I just lost all emotion. I guess I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to turn into like a, a, a therapy session for you here in a little bit. It might. I'm just tell, cold and dead inside. Tell us why you can't cry and why you why you love Reba McIntyre, and we can go from there. It uh, might be because of Reba McIntyre. I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Razorway, what was the last film that made you cry? Oh, Frozen Two. Good. Good answer. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, Ever since having a kid, I, I'm I'm a big softy now. Yeah, the, you know what? When I had kids too, it's especially the Disney movies. Heaven forbid, like a parent dies or something, and it's all yeah, it's it's waterworks. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mark, <laughs> well, for and this will be for both of you, but Mark, kind of, I'm going to have you start. Um, there's been a lot of conversation lately on this episode, especially since we had Cabana Man Dan on, who kind of brought this up about the discussions of wrestlers and their love for Waffle House. Uh, what is your go-to order at Waffle House? Uh, I don't think I've ever been to a Waffle House, honestly. But really? okay, no, nah, I'm more of an IHOP guy. Like, just I don't really do like. <laughs> you know, and the funny part is, for a while we were doing a question of IHOP versus Waffle House, and everybody was going Waffle House. So tell me why. I'm, I know I'm supposed to be in the lightning round here, but I don't care. Tell me why. Why you choose off? Why you choose IHOP? I think it's just because like I'm born and raised from Philly, so like. I haven't. I think isn't like Waffle House like a Southern kind of. I thought they were thing? kind of all over the place now, but I could be wrong. I definitely haven't seen any in in the Philly local area. Okay. Um, not that I've necessarily been looking for them, but <laughs> sure. down in Baltimore, like they're kind of all over the place out in the uh, out in the sticks. That's right. So then, well, then Razor, do you have a a go to uh, Waffle House order? Uh usually just like eggs and bacon like whatever kind of breakfast meat i'm feeling in the moment um but i do want to touch on the the ihop bit man my yeah. uh my go-to at ihop is the rudy tootie fresh and fruity of course <laughs> oh, yeah. isn't it? so good that's, so that's good that's pretty much the way to go on that one except for uh, except for me i do tend to love the, their um their steak tips are amazingly good uh they're <laughs> a lot better than, than i'd like to give than i want to give them credit for but they are damn good um okay. Now, uh, for both of you, this is out of the lightning round, though this usually is our ending lightning round question, but I feel like this is going to open up something here. So, um, uh, Razorwing, I'm going to start this one with you. Marvel or DC and why? I'm going to have to say Marvel. Uh, okay. Marvel just simply because the the superheroes, at least in my experience, but bear in mind I'm not a huge comic book guy, um, but I know my way around the more popular series um but in my opinion marvel's heroes and villains tend to have a little bit more nuance to them whereas dc in my experience and don't don't tweet at me about this i really i don't want to get into a conversation about it uh (laughs) dc in my experience has more like black and white characters um just in my experience, like Batman, notwithstanding, like Superman, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, that's just my gut feeling on it. Um, 
I don't really have a whole lot of evidence to back that up. So now, Mach Ten, I do believe you're more of a comic book guy. Yeah. So I'm very interested for your answer on this one: Marvel or DC, and why? I'm gonna go DC. Okay. Not just to be the opposite razor, even though that helps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also because, like, growing up in like the late '90s and the 2000s, I came up on like Batman Beyond, Batman the animated series, Superman show, like. So to me, DC was, I didn't even really know anything about Marvel until I got in like middle school, with, with the exception of the X-Men. Like I didn't really know about uh, Iron Man or didn't know much about Captain America. So to me, DC just grabbed me faster, you know, kids. So I always have a special place in my heart for Batman. I mean, come on, it's Batman. Right. Well, and the funny part is we, we've ca- talked about many times turning this question almost into Marvel or Batman and why, because everybody that references DC uh, immediately goes, tends to go right to Batman, which is nothing wrong with that. I think that's the correct answer. Um, but uh, it's, it's always interesting that Batman's the go-to on that one. Actually, you know what? Mock, um, since I did, uh, I do have a couple of comic book questions here for you based off of that. And one of them uh, actually does a uh, question. Did you read the three jokers speaking of Batman? No, I did not. Not yet. Okay. No. So we wanted to get your we wanted to get your reaction on it, but you haven't read it yet. We'll skip that question for now, then. Obviously, uh, Razor Ring, I will come to you on this one here because uh, you definitely uh, recently uh, gave a bit of a slam to American whiskeys. Uh, so since American whiskeys and no go, tell me a little bit about what is the uh, preferred your preferred adult beverage. And actually, I'll be interested in uh, mock then your your preferred adult beverage as well. But since Razor Wing uh, definitely went on the uh, went on the the uh, soapbox on American whiskeys. I'm interested to hear uh, both <laughs> drinks of choice. Uh, I'm a huge fan of tequila, big fan of tequila. Um, okay. Going into yeah, just basically any, any kind of tequila that isn't Cuervo basically. Um, yeah. So long as it's a hundred percent agave, I'm, I'm game. Um, and the reason I'll, I'll let you know, the reason I, I am done with American whiskeys at this point is because most of them are from Kentucky and Tennessee and both those states can fall off a cliff. Okay. <laughs> Just now, Mark, what's your, uh, what's your drink of, what's your, uh, alcoholic beverage of choice? So I'm going to give you a scoop here. I am, I just turned like 25, so I'm okay. not really a big drinker, but okay. I will tell you, I'll tell you what I do hate. I okay. had uh, what's that like seltzer water kind of? Uh, yeah, uh, white, claw? white claws. Yeah, yeah. I hate white claw. <laughs> I'll put that out there. I, now, is it a I, flavor thing, or is it is it you just don't like the drink at all? It was like the flavor it tastes like seltzer water. Yeah, but it was supposed to be like alcoholic. It was just the worst. Uh, somebody wanted me to try it, and then they kept giving them to me, and it was free. So you know, sure. But I was like, after a while, I was like, okay, this is like ruining my day. Like, it just doesn't taste. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. It does not taste good. My favorite flavor of that is the grapefruit. If you haven't had the grapefruit, that's easily like top two, like the best flavors that they have out. I think mango is also up there. I've heard good things about mango. I I did get to try one. Actually, interestingly enough, I think probably the last time I was at a live wrestling show, I had a bar. And uh, actually, our co-host Luna was drinking one, and I had never had one. She goes, well, if you want a sip, you can try it. And I tried it, and I'm like, I'm glad I didn't pay for that. And then, yes, <laughs> but then I turned around and bought a bought a, um, a PBR, and that's really not any better. But PBRs were like, you know, a dollar for a tall boy, so why not? Um, it's a classic well, Philly yeah. hipster beverage there. <laughs> It is, and even down here in Tampa, still a still a major hipster beverage all around the world. So there you go. <laughs> uh, now let me ask you guys. I want to get on wrestling for just a moment before we get back off the rails again. Um, obviously, <laughs> you guys uh, started in uh, Chikara. Uh, you were given the Cyberhawk uh, kind of look, and now you guys are obviously moving on and changing and you know turning yourselves over into the air show. I, I'm interested to know kind of how you both feel about. Um, how you felt about your gimmicks kind of originally, uh, but then kind of how it feels now to be able to kind of stand on your own and, and, and change things up in kind of more of a way that, that you would like. So, well, how's the comparison sake for you? Who, who should go first? Who do you think? Uh, you know what, Razor, since you, since you asked me who should go first, I'm going to have you go first. 
Okay. All right. That yep. works for me. No, um, I, I remember um, hearing the news that uh, we were going to, it was, it was me and, and Silverhawk at the time. Um, we were going to be Cyberhawks. Um, uh, it was, <laughs> it was kind of cool. Uh, just simply because it was explained like, Hey, it's kind of based around the Silverhawks uh, cartoon show from the eighties. And when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Silverhawks. I had all the toys. Um, and so I was like super, super stoked. Um, and then I was disappointed to find out that I wasn't going to be Silverhawk. I was going to be Razorhawk. Um, but I made it work. Um, the character found a voice, you know, the whole greetings. It is I, Razorhawk, like that whole loud, obnoxious, super hyper in your face sort of thing. Um, and it was uh, it was kind of fun developing that character and, and developing the lore and the backstories and and all of that stuff. Um, it was it was bittersweet, uh, I guess, walking away from it this past June. Um, I, I I thought initially that it was going to be a uh, much much more drastic walk walking away. Um, I've, I'm kind of trying to pull back on that a little bit but um given given the pandemic and uh the fact that i'm i'm not going to be wrestling in the middle of this shit um it's it's difficult to kind of move forward without being able to really ply my craft so to speak um yeah like it 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 uh to me, it sucks. Like I, I, I loved like Razorhawk, and I loved the Cyberhawks. Um, I loved all of that. Um, not to say that there weren't little things that kind of pissed me off about the direction of the characters, um, sure. but like generally speaking, it was a positive experience. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the future. Like Mock and I have have really done a lot of brainstorming thrown a lot of drafts out there um came up with some really good ideas and some real stinkers um <laughs> but i'm i'm super stoked for for what we have planned so far i mean there's still a whole a whole lot of work to do but um yeah no i'm i'm excited all right and mock what are your what are your thoughts on it uh for me when i first found out i was gonna be danger hawk i was actually really excited because as you said earlier like i'm really into comic books and just like just that whole world like animated stuff i just love it so i was really excited to be danger hawk and then when i got the colors like basically i looked like spider-man so i was really into it um i love team of razor like i think like we hit it off pretty fast like especially in the ring like the mm-hmm. first time we were training together it just kind of clicked in terms of just being in sync. Uh, as it progressed, I think I kind of miss. Uh, I didn't really train under a mask or have a lot of matches under a mask. I think I missed um, kind of being able to see. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, like it was kind of difficult to get used to it, and I don't think I ever like fully got used to it until maybe later on in the run. Uh, so now I'm kind of excited to try and mix both. I think I want to have a mask as my entrance and then wrestle without a mask. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to help with a lot of the stuff I want to do in the ring now that I'm switching it up to Mach 10. Uh, but yeah, it was a positive experience overall. Uh, and I'm really happy that we get to just do more of our ideas that we come up with together. Uh, sometimes with Jakar, we couldn't really get all that, all of it out, because it didn't follow our, our direction uh, that we were headed in, and we we like we just have a lot of ideas together, just you know shooting the shit. So I'm really excited to just get that all out next year. Hopefully. And now, Razor, you're now, Razor, you're sticking, you're sticking with a mask, correct? Yeah, uh, nobody wants to see what I got under here. <laughs> So, I, so, gave, I gave I gave you all a sneak peek with my promo pictures, but that's about it. All right. Now, do, do, and have you had? It sounds like Mock. Obviously, you had a little bit of an issue, like you said, without being able to see. You're you're getting we got a little more used to it. So, 
have you had any problems so far with the mask? Is it definitely a, a more um, constricting mask than than some that I've seen? So, um, well, it's um, it's weird because the the mesh that's in the front of the mask actually helps me with my depth perception. Uh, okay. I wear I wear glasses usually, <laughs> and um, the way the mesh works, it uh, it actually allows me to put the mask on and not have to wear contacts, which is kind of nice. Um, but it is, it is difficult to see out of those, uh, those eye slits that they have in there are not very large. And if you notice my first couple of masks, um, this, this is one of the, one of the ways Razorhawk got the, um, sort of stance that he has in the ring is my masks eye holes were too low, uh, and so I would cock my head back in order to be able to see. <laughs> so I would be looking basically <laughs> down my nose at my opponent. Um, and I was doing that for, oh, goodness, I want to say probably my first year in what? total. Uh, and then uh, and then Kate realized what, what was going on, and, and she was like, oh, I need to fix this. And so um, uh, graciously, um, generously got me, a, got me a new mask. Very nice. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to Kate Nix, who's a friend yeah. friend of the show. Fantastic um, gear maker. Yep. And excellent musician too. If you don't, if you all haven't had a chance to go listen to Kate, I'll put Kate Nix over for a second. If you haven't had a chance to go uh, catch her shows that she does online and things like that, you should finish listening to this episode first, and then go find her online. Um, we're gonna have her on. Hopefully, have her on as a guest soon. But that's a whole other thing. Um, now, um, kind of speaking of um, the uh, speaking of the future and things that are that are coming up. Obviously, we have a lot of crazy times going on here with the election, and the like, like we talked about briefly. Um, I am going to go uh, Mach Ten again as a, as a comic book person here, um, and with everything that's been going on, you have been in our obviously in the IndieCast opinion very correctly in being vocal into situations with Black Lives Matter. Uh, yep. As a comic book fan, how do you feel about uh, Frank Castle um, and uh, the fact that the police adopted the uh, Blue Lives Matter adopted his Punisher skull logo? I don't get that at all. Like, I know the, uh, I think it was the creator was like, you know, this is not, like, it, this doesn't make any sense. Like, they're, the Punisher, he's not, he's not really an enemy other police but like to adopt his his logo for what he stands for and what he does it doesn't make sense like it's just weird to me right. like he kills you know he kills people uh you know basically just if they do something wrong he kills them there's no you know justice there's no trial or anything like that it's, he takes he takes justice into his own hands that's not the image you want to put out uh, but you know, people do weird things. I don't understand it, but I'm definitely not cool with it, but you know, it's whatever. Yeah. No, and yeah, I, I read that same thing. And actually I think the, the creator, if I remember correctly, even came out and requested people to come up with the, you know, like black lives matter Punisher designs. Um, some of them were, which are actually really good. I don't know if you got to see those, but I highly recommend looking them up if you haven't. I didn't um, see those, but I'll definitely buy a shirt if I do. <laughs> I, Damn right. I'll, I'll see if I can find any for you because I think they were even selling shirts on them too. If I can find the link, I'll, I'll message them to you after the show. Um, uh, well, uh, kind of to, to change subjects really hard here, but uh, Razor Wing, uh, um, for Super Smash Brothers, and this has become an ongoing topic lately on this show, apparently use Zero Suit uh, uh, Samus for your um, Smash character. Um, tell me just a little bit why you, why you picked that particular character. Well, so um, first of all, I'm a little upset that you didn't want to know my opinion on the police. Uh, you know secondly, what? I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we have enough time. I don't think we have enough time either. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll answer the Smash question. Um, actually, it's my 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 Smash character isn't Zero Suit Samus. It's actually Varia Suit Samus. Um, but the reason I picked the zero suit Samus in that Twitter post was because she was actually doing the same sort of like kick in the air that I was doing in that photo. So I was just like, okay. Oh, let's, let's make it kind of look, look nice. But, um, yeah, Samus just, 
Samus has been my jam since um, Smash on the N64. Like, I, I'm a huge Metroid fan. Love Metroid. Love Super Metroid. Um, and it, it's just, yeah. Like, I, I don't really have a strategy when I play Smash. Um, I've never gotten into competitive fighting games. Like, I'm just, I don't have those sorts of reflexes. Um but I I have a, a hell of a lot of fun just mashing buttons and and doing moves. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Samus is just uh, Samus is my jam because I like the character. Now, Mock, do you play uh, Smash at all? Nah, and I know he's over there laughing. Uh, mm-hmm. Razor, uh, I definitely do not. I am horrible at video games. We have played video games before. And I was garbage, trash. So. <laughs> uh, now, Razor, really quickly on the Smash situation, they are adding apparently Minecraft Steve, or I guess that's a rumor at least. I saw uh, that. Do you find that cool or a little insulting? I I don't I don't really have a dog in the fight to be honest. Um, you know, Minecraft is is what it is. It's a phenomenon. I never got into it. Um, I personally don't see the appeal of it like i, I might have downloaded it oh, god this was a long time ago um when it was still i think it was made in java wasn't it originally i think and so i think so I, I i yeah i downloaded it a long time ago and, and hopped in and was just like mm, yeah not my thing um but hey you know the more the more characters the more offbeat uh stuff nintendo wants to do the merrier i remember when it was a huge like mind-blowing thing when they included uh sonic the hedgehog in it that was you know if they if they want to keep adding characters whatever go for it right. <laughs> uh now uh mock 10 back to you i know we did a question a little earlier about marvel or dc and why um tell us do you have any indie comic books uh that you would recommend to readers that would be outside of the typical marvel dc realm uh, I'm actually getting into more indie comics now because I actually want to start writing comics. A friend of okay. mine, uh, me and a friend are actually working on ideas now. Uh, so I'm just starting to get into like indie comics. Uh, but for the most part, it's just been Marvel and DC. Okay. Uh, some Walking Dead. Uh, let's see what else. Walking Dead. Marvel. I have such a huge Walking Dead collection. <laughs> Oh, really? I didn't know this. Oh, actually, wait. I might have seen some Walking Dead stuff. Yeah, I got the first two compendiums and then just a crap ton of uh, single issues from from then on. What did you think about that indie? Uh, To the comic book? To the comic book, yeah. I did not actually read it because as soon as they killed Carl in the TV show, I was done with it completely <laughs> i'd i'd been on the fence and it was it was like come on guys come on what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing really all right great you're just gonna kill off like the main character wonderful so i i was done um, it gets worse does it yeah oh man yeah i'm glad i stopped when i did then then <laughs> i apologize i don't have a dog in this one either because for some reason this is one of those shows that everybody tells me i should be watching and I've yet to I've yet to log a minute with it yet. So, um, but hearing uh, that, maybe I'm feel, maybe I'm feeling good that I didn't. So I don't I don't save know. Save yourself <laughs> up until like season four. Yeah, like watch 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 season one definitely. Like season one is easily like worth it. Um, season two is a little slow going, and it it it, it has parts in it that don't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Season three goes completely off the rails from the comic, which I didn't like, um, but it's got some interesting moments. Um, season four kind of pulls it back around and is, yeah, yeah, like season four is damn good in my opinion. I would like normally say go up to when like the best moment of the show, but to me that's Negan and you don't want to end there. Like when Negan first shows up and does, I don't want to spoil it, <laughs> and does what he what he's gonna do, but if you end there at the TV show, you're just gonna be really depressed. So, just what's that season nine? I think. No, no, that was season six. Was that six? That was six. Yeah. So where are we at now? We're at nine now. I think so. Yeah. 
I was looking on like Hulu or Netflix or something like that, and I was like, "Damn, they got a lot of seasons." <laughs> okay. See, the, okay funny well, they... the, the the conversation you guys are having right now is the same conversation I have with Dexter. It, it's, I always tell people oh. watch the season four and then forget everything happened after that. What was actually, I No, go ahead. I actually, please. haven't finished that. I haven't finished it. I started watching uh, it, but I haven't. Have you seen Mock? Have you seen the Trinity Killer season yet? Is that the season where, like, he's dating the guy's uh, sister? And, no. like, it's the one the... with John Lithgow, if you yes. know that name. The old dude I... from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, thank you. Good, good, good <laughs> reference. <laughs> Wait, the old, like, kind of weird guy? Yeah. He's in that show? He's on Four. Dexter? Uh-huh. Fourth season. Fourth season. Mwah. Absolutely chef kiss of a season. That is a, a wonderful season with a twist ending. I will not remotely try to spoil because it ruins all the fun with it. If I even remotely try to spoil it, but legitimately like maybe you can go a season after that, but it's all downhill. It's, it's a roller coaster straight to hell from there. Yeah. Actually, no, just end there. Like, end there. <laughs> I just, I just logged into Netflix. I'm on season two, episode eight. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, you've got a great ride coming for you right through season four. Once season four ends, maybe watch season five just to kind of. Well, for nothing more than to get like to get like some of the ending from the season four, but that's like. But but yeah, Yeah, you're right. End season end season four, and then to quote Maurice Moss, turn it off and then walk away. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll give it a shot. I'll probably get into it tonight. Oh, season four is so good, though. Uh, but um, well, you know what? Since we kind of got onto a, a, a horror TV show in a in a way, <laughs> he's not a serial killer. Let's change a little bit onto uh, a, a horror games. Uh, Razorwing, you uh, made a big deal about quick time events have been a mainstay uh, in horror games since the late '90s, but you clear you want them gone. Uh, tell tell us why. They just don't really have any place in in the types of horror games that I like to play. I like okay. to play suspenseful horror games. And when you when they throw in these quick time events where it's just, oh, hey, there's a, a thing happening and you've got to hit a button at a at a certain time, like it it takes a lot of the um methodical decision making out of it, and then it just becomes like Twitch gaming, which like cool yeah twitch gaming's fun and all but i don't know for me like i i like having to try and avoid enemies like actively using the controller to do that instead of just pressing a button like if i if i wanted to just press a button to get through something i'd I'd play like i'd play the walking dead video game uh Mock Ted, another question here for you. And this one this will be my, la- I think my last, uh, my last comic book question for you. But okay. we have a friend, we, one of our guys on the show uh, on our network uh, runs a show called The Read Pile. So once he heard video game, or uh, pardon me, comic book version, he went insane for me. So uh, Rick, shout out to you. Uh, DC Future State and Marvel Dark Ages uh, are either of these premises winners, or are they both just desperate cash grabs? Oh, man. Uh... Probably just desperate cash grabs, especially on DC's end, because most of what DC does is a desperate cash grab. I mean, <laughs> let's look at like the the movies and the whole like New Fifty Two. So I'd say probably a desperate cash grab because that's kind of DC's thing, and Marvel's comic books are getting starting to get a little weird too, in my opinion. Like, aren't they trying to like bring back the X Men after they killed them off because Fox owned? The X Men, yeah. Say so, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, Marvel don't made know. probably one of the one of the craziest things ever. Where they yeah they just started killing people off because they they didn't want to have any new material for other movie companies to use. Basically, um, and then they bought so, it all, and then they bought it all, and now and now suddenly like Fantastic Four is another one that I think they pretty much killed them off, and now they're bringing them back because oh now we own them again. So cool, yeah. we can start we can start writing for them. Um, you would actually, it actually, I'm kind of follow up on that when you mentioned the movies. Uh, any thoughts on the Justice League movie as it was presented, and any thoughts on the Snyder cut that's supposedly coming out? I hated the movie, but <laughs> but I will give the Snyder cut 
a chance. Okay. I'm really interested in uh, Flashpoint because I'm hoping Flashpoint like resets everything. Right. Uh, but yeah, the Snyder Cut, I mean, it'll probably be nice. I really wish Roku would freaking get HBO Max so I could watch it. Yes, 100% agree. But we'll see how that goes. Because when is it when it's supposed to come out? Does it have like a, a official date? I, I, no, I think sometime next year. I don't think they've officially dated it that I've seen yet, but I could be wrong. Okay, well, they'll probably have HBO Max by then. But uh, I'm mostly, did you see the uh, Batman trailer? Uh, n- uh, no, not yet, I don't think. Uh, how's it look? Uh, oh, it's amazing. Does it look good? Okay. Yeah, really good. What is this? A I new know- Batman movie? Yep. <laughs> yeah, hmm. Batman. They've, they've got a new Batman movie. Uh, Affleck is, well, it's, and again, with, with Flashpoint, it's hard to say. I would say Ben Affleck is out, but then supposedly he's doing like parts for certain, he's doing scenes for certain things because they're going to do the whole Flashpoint thing. Yeah. Um, Michael um, Keaton's in it, right? Um, and and I think I th- did. I just read something recently that Michael Keaton had signed on to do a Batman Beyond movie. Oh, I knew he signed on for more movies. I didn't know it was a Batman Beyond movie. Oh. I thought I heard. Okay. I thought I heard Batman Beyond because if there's any person that should be playing, you know, Bruce Wayne Batman in in the Batman Beyond movie, I I think it's him. I think he's going to be absolutely wonderful in that in that role. That'd be um, damn good. All right, well, let's go. I'm actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. Actually, you know what? I'll take that back about the desk for cash grab. DC's all right <laughs> with me. You can see, there we go. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, interestingly enough, they're going to be doing they're going to be doing the, uh, you know, obviously the uh, Flashpoint in DC, and then in the Marvel movies, they're going to be doing the the multiverse stuff. So it's going to be a lot of like a lot of different universes all smashing together here. So. I almost feel like this is the time now where they should work on the, uh, what was it called when DC and Marvel worked together for a little while? Is that the uh, a Maglum comics or something like that? Um, this would be the uh, this would be the time if they could somehow work together, which will never happen to make movies. Yeah, that'll never happen. No. Well, actually, I think it might. Just like so? once they run out of yeah, once they run out of stuff like once like the X Men are introduced, once they run out of characters and stories to tell in like twenty years. It'll be like, hey, let's just work together and make some money together. Because what are you going to do? Just keep rebooting right. over and over and over again? Like that's, it's not going to work. Eventually, you got to bring the characters together somehow, right? And make a billion dollars or a trillion dollars, or whatever. Do you think? Do you think Disney ultimately buys DC? Hmm. Uh. That's a possibility. I mean, I think it really depends on how this. Uh, this Flashpoint movie works out because I think, like, low key, the Flashpoint movie is going to reset everything for DC because right. they desperately need to reset everything. Right. So, if that doesn't work out, I mean, do you just go away for a while or do you start listening to offers? I mean, because, like, they can't, I mean, they can try another Aquaman and another Wonder Woman movie. But I feel like eventually, even those movies that were successful, people will just get bored because they can't make it work all right. together. So, I mean, maybe in a couple of years. I can see that. Well, Resuring, speaking of uh, rebooting things, you were talking about uh, Darkstalkers recently, um, which hasn't been out since, uh, I believe, the last game was 1997. Uh, how, would, <laughs> how, would you, uh, how would you reboot Darkstalkers? Oh, easily HD cell shaded graphics. Like, yeah, no doubt. Um, keep it 2D. Don't don't try any anything terribly fancy. Just update it. Maybe add a, a couple of new characters. Some some interesting stuff. Um, and just just keep the 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 overall feel of it. Like just the fast paced, wacky moves, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't thought about Darkstalkers in a long time up until that tweet, and I was just like, but, oh shit, yeah, Darkstalkers. <laughs> Darkstalkers is an excellent game, though. Uh, I've always been a Tekken person. Tekken's always been my fighting. Tekken and and Street and the you know obviously I'm I'm old as hell, so like I remember when like Street Fight you know the Street Fighter originally hit the hit the arcades and the subs and pizza place that used to be by my house. Oh um, yeah up more quarters into that than i can think of oh, yeah. um, i remember mortal kombat 2 coming out at my local skateland and and just being so stoked so right. stoked uh well gentlemen we have uh three questions that we tend to end everyone with every episode with uh one of them is the trevin adams memorial question i am slightly in fear of this one due to uh a a, a somebody else's tweet on this one here i think razor it might have been yours mm-hmm. so mock i'm gonna have you start with this question Okay. Uh, it is uh, late at night. You are doing the proverbial drives, as, uh, as uh, Bob Evans likes to say. Uh, you've got a rumbly in your tumbly. You're coming over a hill, and there's a shining beacon of light in front of you of food wonderfulness. Is that shining beacon of sheets, or is that shining beacon of Wawa? Oh, man. <laughs> people are going to hate me. Uh, <laughs> people I know are going to hate me. All right, so... I grew up with Wawa, always had Wawa, Mm -hmm. but then I left Philadelphia for like Mm -hmm. wrestling shows and I had sheets a couple times Mm -hmm. and I just got to be honest here. Sheets is, it's good. And I think it's better. Huzzah. As, as far as I'm concerned, that is the one and only correct answer. Uh, what, what is it about sheets that you like better? I don't know. It just it just tastes better, and it seems. Oh, this is really disrespectful. It just seems cleaner and better. Oh, you're right. Continue. Be- just no like lie. better, better, more professional preparation, like preparation there for the go. food. I just Wawa is just kind of like here you go, pal, and it just <laughs> tosses it to you. Like I, I uh, it's sheets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Razor, if you if you could please answer the Trevin Adams memorial question, and I believe you were the one that put the tweet up. Am I correct? Uh huh. Okay, so fire away, sir. Neither they're both garbage. Royal oh Farms, God. and it's not even close. Royal Farms forever. Fried chicken and Western fries, baby. Royal Farms I've only had once, but but it was pretty damn good. I won't lie. Also the. Uh, I, I get one from uh, a lot of my Texas friends who say Bucky's is really good too, but I have never been to a Bucky's to to answer if, that one. But really, none of the above. Uh, none of the above. If I have to pick one, Sheets. Fuck Wawa. There we go. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I. You know what? I'm glad to have you both on my team because Sheets is the absolutely correct answer to this one, uh, and I'm glad uh, Zach isn't on the show today because he would then try to sell you. And no, we don't have to do that. Oh, so, he um, sell me on Wawa. He will try to sell you hard on Wawa. He is oh, a no. Wawa like he bleeds Wawa. It's yeah, it's not pretty. So, especially hey, getting into do, now. Do you want a chicken and rice bowl with uh, from, <laughs> from somebody who's got their nose hanging out the top of their flipping mask? <laughs> Think, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, and you you heard it here from two guys that wear masks uh, for for like a regular basis here. Put it over your damn nose, you idiot. Yeah, um, exactly. But uh, trying to no, sell Wawa, like I've had Wawa so many times. Coming mm-hmm. from the Russell Factory at like two o'clock in the morning, sure. you don't need you don't need to sell sell it for me. I know what's I know the product, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's will... not no. Don't try and sell me that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Coming man. from yeah, coming see... from the factory at like two in the morning after doing promos or waiting around on Travis to get a good take, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm I'm sorry, Travis. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> No, but, no, but like, this... yeah, dude, it's oh, Wawa's the pits. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, or me to, but me yeah. to get a good take. <laughs> oh, good. Come on now. Well, you just you're a perfectionist, so <laughs> yeah. I try this, this is the time of year where, um, like I said, where where Zach will especially try to sell because the gobbler comes out now, um, and that's like his like super sale point is the gobbler. Um, but I see. I'm down with know. the gobbler. I'm down with that just because it's just because it's interesting, you know. It's like, right. oh, cool! It's a holiday thing, whatever. 
So, yeah, that's usually his big point right about now. Uh, question two. Sorry for this one to get a, a little bit on the dark side. But uh, in this uh, wonderful performance art we call professional wrestling, we do tend to lose a lot of talent early. Uh, that being said, if there was uh, any person who is no longer with us that you could work with, learn from, uh, et cetera, et cetera, who would that be and why? And uh, Razor, I'm going to have you go first on this one because I know Mock went first last time. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, and it's not even close. Dude would make me look like a million bucks, and I'm sure it would be a fantastic flipping lucha match. Now, Eddie Guerrero is uh, probably far and away the most popular answer to this question. Um, which version of Eddie was your favorite? Was it um, like uh, Gringos Locos Eddie, ECW Eddie, uh, really bad mullet in WCW Eddie, uh, Latino Heat? Uh, which which one's kind of the the preferred Eddie for you? For the for the pure wrestling, I'd say ECW Eddie, um, mm-hmm. but just overall Latino Heat, like yeah. it's he's such a fun character. Oh my god, and the shenanigans. The whole like smack in the chair, throwing it to the opponent, laying down <laughs> like his whole cheat to win thing was just it was so funny. And I loved every minute of it. Oh, my that, God. That, Eddie was so good. That chair, that chair, that chair bit is so friggin genius. I, I and it still makes me laugh every time I watch it. And it hasn't been like I haven't seen it a million times. But the way he did it, usually that sneaky smile he did right afterwards, like mm-hmm. knowing he got away with it. Perfect. I think uh, at, at least one time he winked into the camera as he did it. Oh, too. God, yeah. He's oh, laying yeah, there and he just like time. winks. Oh, <laughs> so good. Uh, Mach 10, who's your, uh, who's your answer to the, uh, the wrestling ghost question? Uh, see, I was going to say Eddie. Uh, I know everybody always says Eddie Guerrero. So I was like, I, I can't say Eddie Guerrero. You and can, but... And then Razor said Eddie Guerrero. I got it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen, but uh, I definitely Eddie Guerrero, and I agree, Latino Heat uh, was my favorite version of Eddie, but to switch it up, I'll say Hayabusa. Oh, yeah. Hayabusa, really good. I'm surprised I haven't gotten Hayabusa more on the show, so good answer. Um, definitely good second choice on that one. So, um, uh, Final question. Uh, I hope you're both sitting down for this one. So uh, here at the IndyCast, Believe that all uh, animals in nature have certain traits that help with their survival. Uh, giraffes have the long necks. Rhinos have the big horns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, our belief is the uh, human's trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Airshow, Mach Ten, and and Razor, if you could fight any animal, what weapon? What animal would you fight, and what weapon would you use, Mach Ten? I am sorry, you get to start this question. Ah, oh, man. Let's see. I don't. I'm not a cat guy. I don't really like cats. Okay. Uh, so I well, I'm actually kind of terrified of cats. So I don't know if I want to fight it. But we'll say a cat. Okay. And I'll I'll have a still chair. Okay. And I'll just I'll just I'll go after the cat. I'm just gonna go there after the go. cat. I'm a dog guy. I'm sorry. Gotta <laughs> get the cat out of here. Just it's a little life. sick. <laughs> it's sick and perverse to say, but you know I just I gotta. I gotta attack the cat. I gotta fight somebody, and I don't like cats, so it's gonna be a cat. What is still here? If if I can make you feel a little bit better, many years ago, um, we had um, somebody you may have worked with once or twice. Uh, one Sydney Bacabella on the show, and Sydney stated he would fight a kitten with a tack hammer because he always puts himself over to win. So you were amazingly enough not the first person. You did it a lot less violently than Sydney did, though. Uh, okay, I want him to manage me while I fight this cat. There, there you go. I, <laughs> I, I want tickets to that now. Uh, Razor, what animal would you fight and what weapon would you use? I'd fight a seagull with a wood chipper. <laughs> why, why a seagull? And from somebody here in, in Florida, I deal with them a lot. So hate so seagulls. What? Hate, hate seagulls. What's wrong with seagull? They steal my fish and chips when I'm over in the UK on vacation after getting a concussion <laughs> and king of trios on a dive on Cassandra Miyagi. That's what. Said you didn't. Said you didn't need that. You don't need that. I love fish and chips. <laughs> well, gentlemen, this is the part in the episode where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in.
this is the time where you can let everybody know where they can buy your merchandise, where they can find your social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The floor is yours. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to go? I, I don't. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I'll go. I'll go. You go. Well, I'll let you, you think about it. Okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, at Mach Ten is my Twitter and Instagram. Uh, actually, no. Is it at Mach Ten X? Things always changing. I don't know, man. Uh, and <laughs> our merchandise is. What a maneuver, uh, the air show, uh, and yeah, just uh, we have a YouTube channel, the air show. Probably gonna have some cool stuff on that next year. Wink, wink. wink, wink. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, more on that maybe on New Year's, but I'll I'll leave that alone for now. Uh, and yeah, that's it for me. What about you, Razor? Uh, I'm at Razorwing, R-A-Z-E-R-W-Y-N-G on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, we've we've got our What a Maneuver store. Um, we will uh, maybe promote that some more sometime soon when there isn't a pandemic and a whole bunch of people unemployed. I don't know. It, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mock. I haven't been promoting it because I'm just like, oh, it feels a little gross. Um, but I yeah. feel you. Yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, YouTube is is gonna be is gonna be awesome. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The air show. The air show, baby. There's a lot in that title. <laughs> I'm already I'm already subscribed, so I'm waiting for for new stuff to pop up. I am excited for it to happen. So, uh, well, uh, gentlemen, thank you both for uh, uh, joining us here on the IndieCast this week. We definitely appreciate you joining us, and to all of those wrestling nerds out there that are listening to the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network right now, and to the sound of my voice, we thank you for tuning in every week to the IndieCast. Until next time, everybody. I am, as always, Chad Allen, and as we always like to say, Deuces. Hope I don't poop today. Hercules Mulligan! A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.